You're watching the number one source for insight into the economy, stocks, cryptocurrencies, and revolutionary trends. From sea to shining sea and across the globe, this is The Cody Willard Show. Brought to you by TradingWithCody.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Cody Willard Show. I am Cody Willard. Imagine that. I have a very special guest today, someone whose path has been crossing mine for, I'm betting, 18 years, 16 years, I don't know, many years. Jonathan Honig, the capitalist pig, Fox News contributor, author of the new book, a new textbook of Americanism, The Politics of Ayn Rand. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. My great pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Happy to be with you. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Let's just talk a little bit about ourselves for a moment. Yeah. Uh, You wrote for thestreet.com back in like 2001 when I started writing for thestreet.com, long before we were ever sitting together on uh, Fox News. Yeah, so true, Cody. They say it's six degrees of separation. I mean, for in the financial world, uh, it's maybe even smaller. You're absolutely right. Back in the... You know, in the late 1990s, I, as a college student, started writing for thestreet.com. I think it had just gone public at the time, if you can imagine that, at a multi-multi-billion dollar valuation. But yeah, that's true. And I know you worked there as well for a while and and kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if you got started there necessarily, but, you know, wound your way about Wall Street. Ultimately, I'll just say, to this day, I give Jim Cramer so much credit uh, not only for helping me get started in media, but actually helping me start a hedge fund uh, in 2002 also. But yeah, Jim Kramer, I remember calling my mom up the day I got an email back from Jim. I, he had written an article and at the bottom of it, it said, if you're an out of work Wall Street analyst, send us an email. We need writers. And this is 2001 <laughs> when the dot coms were crashing. Market cap at that time for the street dot com was probably still about a billion dollars. Um, down from like three billion or something, like you were talking about at the top when it had, the, the very highest, I believe, was the day it came public. Anyway, I remember calling my mom and saying, "Mom, this is the foot in the door for, to who knows what in my life, but I'm going to work my butt off." And I wrote millions of words of publication for publication on thestreet.com. Jonathan, do you still write for? Where do you write? Where, I know capitalistpig.com. Let's send people there. Where else do we find your stuff these days? Well, I mean, Cody, really, it is. These days, I, I, my focus for for really more than five years now has been, and I, I have essays in a new textbook of Americanism.com, and I'm writing and opining about markets, yes, but really more about politics, Cody, because it all starts with politics. It all starts with philosophy. I know this is something you've addressed time and time again. I mean, it, you know, what stock is going to do well or do poorly is really almost irrelevant as against who's in charge of the country, what philosophic principles are, are leading us as well. So I still do a lot of podcasting and social media and, and, and writing now and then, but my real focus these days is on is on politics. And, you know, it's something that's on everyone's mind, Cody, because no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, left or right, you know, whatever it is, everyone loves America or says they'll love America and believes that they know what America is all about. They don't. I do. Ayn Rand did. And that's that's what I've been focusing on these last. Now let's back up because, I, 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 you know, let's both be clear. I don't think you're uh, the, you use the words right and left. And I don't like to use that paradigm on yeah. our show because I think it's 
number one, polarizing, and number two, uh, way too simple. And I think you're on that page, too, where yes. Trump isn't a capitalist. Of course, Hillary Clinton was not a capitalist or is not a capitalist either. And let's back up. You know, even a Ayn Rand herself. I've studied Ayn Rand for years. I've got Atlas Shrugged right here next to the <laughs> Illuminati. Oh, yeah. Let me grab it. Look here. I've got Atlas Shrugged right next to the Illuminati. And that spine trilogy. is cracked, which is great. I see that spine is cracked, which is good. Oh, yeah, yeah man. I, I've, I've read them both for years. I've, another book, by the way, I, I recommend everybody read is Information Rules. Let me get back to your book, though, A New Textbook of Americanism, and this whole topic. Ayn Rand's objectivist philosophies have been completely hijacked by the Koch brothers and the Republican Party. Your take. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. There's people, there is a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of misunderstanding out there. Yes, about Ayn Rand, but let's just keep it even more simple, Cody. What about, about America? What about America? I mean, every person you meet on the street will tell you, I know what America is. I, I understand America. How many politicians, leaders do we know who say, and that's what America is all about? I don't think they do. I don't think people really understand the basic premises, the basic principles this country was founded on. And you're exactly right. I think you're on to something here. It's not a spectrum of left to right, conservative to Republican. The basic issue, and this is this is the first line actually Rand brings up in this book, the, the first line, the basic issue in the world today is between collectivism and individualism. America, its basic fundamental promise and principle is individualism. That's what's totally absent from the political discussion today. Correct. So like today, I'm watching CNBC this morning, and as I'm holding my medically fragile, beautiful little daughter, three-and-a-half-year-old Amaris, and giggling. Bravo, Mazel tov. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. Uh, you, you, you have to meet her sometime. Both my kids are just beautiful and so happy. Um, holding her, watching CNBC this morning, I had to turn the channel because they had someone on, Chris Hughes, who I guess was a founder of Facebook. I think I've even run, my path has run across his before, too, in the past. But he was talking about how he wanted to undo the Trump tax package because it's all for corporations, which I totally agree. But the way he wanted to undo it was to take and start giving a uh, welfare check, tax credit, uh, whatever you want to call it, to $500 for everybody who makes less than 100000 My take is this, and what I think you're getting at is, everyone is looking at like how to redistribute the wealth through yep. policy, subsidies, tax tricks. Nobody is looking at the fact that this, there's, I don't, just stop subsidizing the rich people. And, Cut every form and, 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 of corporate welfare. Make the tax code completely flat. And, and can I dot, dot, dot? Can I ellipse your Cody there? Please, and keep going. Nobody realizing that they don't own you, that you own your life, that your life is not to be in America a sacrifice. You're not here to sacrifice yourself for the steel workers for the I don't even the long list for the environment for your the neighbor your neighbors for the farmers I guess now or the manufacturers that the promise of America Cody when we always talk about and people will often say oh you know life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that means something it's your life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and think about that that's in every other country in history you know your life was to serve 
the Fuhrer or the Pope or the, you know, the leader or the king. America was the first country in history created on the premise that you own your life, that it's your life, your liberty, your pursuit of happiness. And that's what makes, as you said, the very notion of redistribution doesn't matter if it's going to, you know, everyone says, of course, it's those in need. I mean, anyone in need is supposedly has a first Farmers, claim to your life. Giant, you know, America's GD, whole point is that you own your Goldman life. Sachs, as a right they're group. in need, Jonathan. Well, you know, they, they, they'd say Goldman Sachs, but, you know, Cody, they'd also say the, the, far, the steel workers and the farmers. That's what I'm saying. Farmers, yeah. Goldman Sachs, GE. Um, the, look, man, you know, even it drives me crazy here in Lincoln County, New Mexico. We bailed out the richest guy in town who owns the racetrack and started paying. We taxed everybody in this county you know, some fraction of 1% sales tax. Every transaction that happened in Lincoln County for three, four years, it was taxed so that we could write an $800,000 welfare check to the richest guy in town so that he could pay his tax bill because apparently he didn't have enough money to pay his taxes. Right. And they turn around and they say they're Republicans and conservatives, the people who vote for this. How right. it's the same thing with the bank bailouts or the auto bailouts. It was done under Bush. It's the same thing with the tax packages. It's the same thing with every emergency measure that was created during the 2008 financial crisis that Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and GE are are still profiteering yes. on. Yeah. And I'm paying 35, 40% taxes every year. The people who are making $50,000 a year are paying 25, 30 35% taxes a year, not to mention inflation, the cruelest tax. And billionaires are going to pay a negative tax probably because of the tax package. Oh, and you know, and the Cody, the people often say, well, you know, don't you don't you care about those in need? You know, wait a minute, America, you know, don't you want to help those in need? But you know, uh, uh, taxes and redistribution isn't about you deciding to help someone in need. It's about Obama or Trump or anyone else literally come into your house with a gun and saying, give me your life, give me your money, give me what you've earned to create and let me decide where it's best to redistribute, whether now to, as you said, subsidies for farmers or teachers or anyone else. But that, that's just against the principle of America. Not to mention, by the way, Jonathan, can I just interject there? Sure. It, it, it's not just that they then decide, but it's the inefficiency of it, the corruption of it. 10 cents out of every dollar that the, that the government says they're taking from me to do something good with is actually doing something good. 90 cents out of every dollar is sent to some crony. Well, I, you know, Cody, it, you know, it's tough to think in Prince, not, not, I'm not accusing you, but I'm saying it. The problem isn't the waste because my God, Cody, we, we've been on TV together for, as you said, almost two decades Every year, forget it, four years, every year, someone's going to cut waste, fraud, and abuse. My God. Oh, we're always going to have a blue ribbon committee to cuss. The problem isn't that the phrase water and abuse. The problem is the principle. The problem is the Correct. notion. Yeah, the, it, so, it's so, an it, agency problem. Keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no. That's exactly going the, with that thought. The problem is that the actual principle that government is here to redistribute the income of its the income of its citizens to places that it whoever the mob can get, and that's just the whole point. You know, Americanism is something, Cody, and that that's the whole idea of textbook of Americanism. And, th and this was written for a very for a layman's audience. This was written for non-scholars, non-philosophers, certainly not even political types. People just say, 
you know, what is America all about? Here, you own your own life. It's not governments to redistribute as it feels is necessarily best or as to whatever, you know, the majority seems to get. You know, that's that's what's truly frightening. The, the principle of America, Cody, is individual rights. You own your own life. You have agency over your own life. Now it just seems to be whatever the majority can get the votes for, that's what passes. Jonathan, that's frightening. We don't even have habeas corpus observation in this country anymore. Guantanamo Bay is such a, and, and the endless bombing of children and people in the Middle East by our Republican Democrat regime, both leaders to this day, every leader I've seen in the last 20 years. And Yes. Well, and, and you're right. You know, for, when we talk about what individualism means, you know, what is it? It's not just about keeping your taxes. You know, it's actually, Cody, exactly. There's a huge foreign uh, element of it. There's a huge foreign relations element of it as well. So how do you deal with people who are truly your enemies? How do you deal with people who are planning to attack you? You don't. Do you and, sell and, them and, more planes, i.e. Saudi Arabia? And do you exchange love letters with them? You know, I mean, no. And as you said, we've. I'm speaking of the president and, and Kim Jong-un from, from North Korea or Saudi Arabia, to your point as well. So, I mean, individualism properly applied to American, the way, American way of life extends to everything from taxes to the markets to lo your love life, who you get to marry, who you get to associate with, and certainly to foreign relations as well. That's the whole point of the book. So, Jonathan, I hit on something earlier. I want you to drill down a little bit more, and that is the pigeonholing and uh, hijacking of Ayn Rand's objectivist theories. And um, to this day, I, 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 maybe I'm oversensitive or something, but I've been attacked so many times because people then are like, oh, you and the Koch brothers and stuff. If I even advocate at all for objectivism and the philosophies of Ayn Rand, and I, I am a free thinker. I, I don't I don't drink Ayn Rand's objectivist syrup either, just like I don't drink Trump or Kool-Aid or Democrat Kool-Aid or any kind of Kool-Aid. I want to I don't drink Kool-Aid, man. Um, that being said, how do you deal with uh, uh, that backlash? Is there not a backlash against Ayn Rand? And how do you deal with the fact that now you're just another Koch brother lover? Well, is it, hey, is let's, it a, let's get the government to help get build another pipeline for us and call ourselves right. capitalists. Well, I, you know, I you're you're right, Cody. They you know I, Ayn Rand. I mean, this is this is a writer. This is a, a philosopher who, even now, thirty plus years after her death, is still oftentimes on the bestseller list. Still sells, you know, tens and tens of thousands, hundred thousand copies of her books a year because she is so radical. Oftentimes, those um. You know, you're she's right. Not radical. Don't call her radical. She was. She's actually completely normal. This Republican Democrat philosophy of left right, right. is what's radical. Let's yeah. keep it real yeah. I mean, around and, here. And and, and America. That's her. But she was radical, and America is radical. I mean, the you know, the, I believe the 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 Democrats. Let's say have long since done away with American exceptionalism. Many on the right, the so-called right, the Republicans, as you say, Cody, don't understand it either. America is radical for exactly that point. For exactly the points that Ayn Rand illuminates, it's individualism. The fact here that you own your life, that you're not a sacrifice for the greater good, that it's not majority rule or the king's rule or or anything else and you know, that's a pretty radical concept and cody when you want to look around the world and understand why is america 
this, the most wealthy country, the most prosperous country in the history of the world. It's not because the water is so different here in Manhattan. It's because we understand that basic principle of individual rights, and it's been protected you know, primarily throughout our history, not so much in the last couple decades, but that's what makes this country great and what so many people have forgotten. All right, Jonathan, I got last words given to you. I, I will give you the last words is what I'm trying to say there. And what I'd like you to hit on is my thought is the only way out of this mess is to stop doing left, right, even any partisan politics at all. There should be no parties. You should have to write in your vote. You should have to type it in. We've got a blockchain revolution happening. Let's, I had Gerald Salente in here a few mo- a month ago introducing the blockchain democracy idea to my viewers. And I think there's something said for that. Let's do a blockchain democracy. Let's open it up. Let's use technology and let's stop making it, hey, I'm a patriot, so I pulled my lever. I'm left. I'm going to vote Democrat. I'm right. I'm going to vote Republican, even though Republicans are not right or conservative and Democrats are not left or liberal. They're both yeah, well, I mean, I share your frustration, Cody. I, I wish it could be solved something like, you know, getting block, you know, getting blockchain or you know, changing. You know, it starts with people's ideas. It starts with people's basic principles, you know, about what the country truly is about. Uh, And, you know, we have now many, many generations of kids who've been raised and now are adults from birth to say that, you know, they are to be a sacrifice. That's a profoundly anti-American idea. This is the country about pursuing your own dream. You're free to do that. That's what freedom truly means, free from government coercion, free from, from force. So until those basic ideas change, Cody. And, and quickly, I'll say that's how I think the argument always has to be fought. If you're for freedom, it's not because, you know, it's more efficient. It's not because it's it's morally, you know, it's not because it's practically the right thing to do. It's because it's morally the right thing to do. And that's why, you know, this is Ayn Rand's, world, Ayn Rand's words. She says, the United States of America is the greatest, the noblest, and in its original founding principles, the only moral country in the history of the world. Because we protect the individual, that's what has always made this country moral. I'm still going to give you the last word, but I just want to say, add a little something to that, that I've spent the last 20 years of my life trying to figure out some way to um, mathematically prove how individualism and freedom uh, equals more prosperity. Look and, at, I mean, look at left and white, uh, east and west Germany. Show a map of that. You know these things. Show North and South Korea. This is just, correct. You know, but very, those are those are those are like empirical proofs. I want to, you know, like this. It's the old, the, 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 the all of the most ec- economists these days are simply, uh, you know, propagandists for one side or the other. They're going to tell you how unions are good or unions are bad for the economy because of they're what they you know whatever party they're affiliated with or who's writing the check to them or something whereas in the end morality this is like the great this is i'm going to introduce god into ayn rand the the one of the most famous atheists in history because in my sense i almost i see god in the system and in the balance and how individualism and freedom will then translate to more prosperity and less violence and less death and 
it's all an overriding principle. You can call it God, you can call it the universe, you can call it economics, but in some justice. sense, it's all the same thing. And that's yeah. the brilliance of what Ayn, Rand, Ayn Rand's yeah. underlying objectivist principles were about. They were trying to root themselves in logic, but they're truly yeah. moral. And I, 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 I will, I will ellipse a little bit, Cody, and say, I mean, for me, I don't think it's God. I, I see it as justice. Now, America is a society based on justice, where you weren't born into a subsystem where you were part of the proletariat or part of the this class or this. You know, this, this is a country that's not based on class, not based on. You know, there's a whole chapter on this about why racial prejudice is profoundly un-American, unbelievably un-American. I mean, that this country is not about seeing people as part of one particular class. What this is a country, as you said, where you know it's based on the individual and you can rise as high as you can go. That's tremendously unusual, tremendously profound and powerful only in America. And that's these basic principles which people need to be reminded of. This is a great gift for young people, for college students. You know, when I went to school, Cody, everyone had a copy of the Communist Manifesto. It was like the cool thing, you know, if you should, to show that you were interested in ideas. This is for not kids on the right or kids on the left. This is for young American kids to really understand truly how blessed and fortunate we are to have. And for that, I'll give you God, that we are blessed to be here in this great country. Amen. We can call it God. We can call it justice. We can call it, it's uh, as Bob Dylan, uh, who helped me uh, become a believer again by listening to Bob Dylan, a Jew who was a born again Christian when he did Slow Train Coming. And we give names to things, but God creates it. And we can give the name justice or God or whatever we want. But Jonathan, I think we're sort of saying the same thing. And God bless you for being on here, Thank fighting you. the good fight. A former CNBC and Fox News anchor, hedge fund manager, and the go-to stock market guest for The Tonight Show, Cody Willard and his stock analysis have been published in the Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fortune Magazine, and many other places. Want to follow his secrets to investment success? Go to tradingwithcody.com. There you can get analysis on stocks, cryptos, markets, and the economy. A full list of Cody's positions. Access to Cody's chat room. Trade alerts every time Cody buys or sells. And much more. To find out more, go to tradingwithcody.com. Hi, I'm Ross the Boss, and I want to talk sports with you, cowboy. I love saying that. Um, big night last night in sports. We had the Dodgers. We had the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. That game went five and a half hours last night. I mean, can you imagine being back east and watching it at two in the morning? I mean, I think baseball is the only sport where that can happen, where you, the game can be actually five and a half hours and it just keeps going. I mean, hockey doesn't have that, except it over time in the playoffs, but that's rare. It rarely goes that far. Uh, football has like one overtime now. In basketball has like, you know, five-minute overtimes. It goes pretty quick. But baseball can go on forever, and it was, it was hard to watch. Even on the East Coast, I know you guys had it bad, but on the West Coast, it was 11 o'clock. I was, I was almost asleep. Um, but I saw it. Cody Bellinger, great job, single 13th inning. The Brewers lost. It was a great game to watch. Um, 
Manny Machado. I don't know if you guys saw that shortstop for the uh, Dodgers. Um, he's going to be free agent in the, the year. He's probably gonna, I bet his contract would probably be around three hundred million. If I had to guess, um, that's what he's probably asking for. He uh, not the greatest guy on the field or off the field. A couple games ago, he decided, you know what, I'm not going to run a, a ground ball to shortstop. I'm going to jog it. They asked him about it, like, hey, well, why didn't you run at full speed to first base? He said, you know what, that's not that's not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. I mean, what's your cup of tea? Uh, jogging, uh, going half speed. You're a professional athlete. You should go at full speed, Manny. Go full speed. His nickname is Johnny Hustle. We love calling him Johnny Hustle. Also, last night he decided I'm going to step on the first baseman's ankle. Um, horrible, bad, dirty play by him. He decided Jesus Jesus Aguera, who's the first baseman from Milwaukee, um, this routine ground ball to shortstop. Manny decides I'm going to step on this guy's ankle. Both benches cleared after the game. The Brewers player said it was dirty. The Dodgers, I think the Dodgers were embarrassed too. They didn't really want to talk about it. It was just, it was a bad play. And this is a guy who obviously wants to make the big money next year. If I'm the Yankees or some team that wants to sign him, I don't have second thoughts. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he's right for the game. I, I, I have second thoughts. I know he's a great player, but I wouldn't want him on my team. It just seems bad, you know, but that's my opinion. Uh, football, I, I watched it Monday. Aaron Rodgers, he was unbelievable. Three minutes left. They're down by seven. I'm sitting on my couch saying Green Bay won. They're down by seven. I'm saying Green Bay won the game. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable. Best quarterback in football right now. Um, unbelievable. Uh, he wins the game. Green Bay. Green Bay wins. Um, I know it's San Francisco, but still, they're an NFL team. And, you know, Green Bay has no defense, so they needed a big drive by Aaron. And he did it. Um Again, Green Bay has no defense. I don't think they'll go that far. Even the, I don't know. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think the Bears will make the playoffs before Green Bay. Um, I just don't. I think their defense will just catch up with them and 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 not. They they won't be a playoff team. If they are, they go out in the first round. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the Oakland Raiders. One and five. John Gruden. All my Raider friends are saying, "Oh, this is our year. We have Gruden. We have a great team. You guys are one and five. You guys traded away your best defenseman. You guys are trading away your best receiver, Cooper. You you guys are tanking on purpose. That's my theory on the Raiders. You guys want draft picks. You want to rebuild. You want to be ready for Vegas. You guys are just looking for the future. No, you guys have no no reason to win. You can't you can't make the playoffs. You're one in five, and Gruden wants to build his own team. So the Raiders are tanking it. They're doing it on purpose. I don't care what anybody says. But you know what, Raider fan, you should be embarrassed. I mean, your, your, your team goes out there every week, and you guys aren't even trying to win. Um, it's, it's just an embarrassment, and you showed, it on, you showed it in London. Seattle just destroyed you guys. NBA started last night, great games. Celtics-Philadelphia, huge, huge rivalry. Celtics won. Celtics are my pick to win the East. That team is stacked. They're, they're healthy. They can even beat Golden State. Talking about Golden State, they got the rings last night. They won. They look good. They beat OKC without Westbrook, but still they won. I, I think it's going to be Golden State Celtics championship. I know that's boring. I know Ross the boss is being boring. If I had to pick a second team on the West, I love Houston, but I don't think they can compete with Golden State. Golden State stacked, and they have this. They have cousins coming uh, coming off the bench starting in January, which is unbelievable. They'll all be start by January. 
but I mean, he's hurt. He'll be he'll be he'll be ready for playoffs. I mean, that team is stacked. I don't see them losing, but I could be wrong. Um, LA's excited for LeBron. Uh, LeBron's first game is actually in Portland um, tomorrow, and then they play in LA on Monday against San Antonio. The most cheapest ticket right now you can buy is nine hundred dollars. If you want to see LeBron op opening day, opening night in Staples Center, top deck nine hundred dollars. Crazy. I mean, how how people how do people afford to take their kids to these games? I have no idea, Cody. I have no clue on how they do that anymore. It's crazy. My picks for this weekend, it's going to be great. I'm taking New Mexico again. I love the Lobos. I'll take the 14 points against Fresno State. They covered every game this year, Cody. Every game New Mexico has covered. That's unbelievable. Michigan, Michigan State, I'm taking Michigan. I'll give away the seven points. Michigan State's not that good this year. We are taking Michigan. And the other big game I love, I, I just love I love Alabama. They're playing Tennessee. We're give, we'll give away the 29 points, whatever it is. They'll destroy, they'll destroy Tennessee. doesn't matter. Pro football, we're taking the Rams minus 10 against the Niners in San Francisco. The Niners, second-string quarterback, third-string running back. They have no chance against the Rams. We're, taking, we're not taking Cincinnati. Cincinnati's awful at night. I know they beat Baltimore at night. They're playing Kansas City at night. They're getting six points. We're taking Kansas City. Take Kansas City. Give away the give away the house. Give away the six points. Doesn't matter. The Bengals will not win that game. Trust me on that one. Giants, Atlanta. Let's take the Giants on Monday night. I love the Giants on Monday night with Eli Manning. That's a sure bet. I'm Ross the Boss, and I love talking sports with you, Cowboy. All right, guys. That's a wrap. That is the Cody Willard Show. Chris McHugh, Piper Damian, Ross Mark. Peace, love, and happiness.